Apocalypse Rock. Chapter 35. Cold Storage. Bears tricked out copper green Nissan Skyline sedan with electric violet trim purred in the rain outside of Doug's bungalow. Steam rose from the dripping wet hood, the raised blade of the spoiler on the back cutting up into the dark evening. The stereo blared a frenetic dance version of the power-pop gospel anthem, Higher Love, the car's powerful subwoofer almost shaking Doug's innards as he approached. When Doug got in, Bear turned the volume down. He had a look of concern. Shit, what happened to your face? Something from the tremor? Long story, replied Doug. Basically, I was out behind the school having a smoke and I fell. You got some bad luck right now. Bear deftly maneuvered the car around. Don't get me wrong, but I'm surprised you still want to go to the gig. I need to get out for a bit. I'm really wound up with all this shit happening, replied Doug, lightly touching the back of his head and then stretching his hand. The headaches have stopped. I'm more worried about the bite. It's still painful and hasn't started healing yet. Bear frowned. Go into terminal. Get it checked properly. Doug nodded. But what about July? Bear shook his head and sighed. No, nothing. Me neither, replied Doug. Officer Singh said he'd tell me if he heard anything, Bear continued. I keep trying to call him, but he doesn't pick up. Brandy's already at the pub with Gus. Maybe they've heard something. They left the uneven driveway, climbed onto the asphalt, and accelerated toward the village. The car headlights lit up the trees dripping with rain, at a speed that turned them into a jet-like wash against the windshield. So, the retreat? Bear asked as he took a wet corner hard. You think they're mining crypto up there? What? Doug was confused. The retreat? Bear asked. Crypto. Oh, yeah, cryptocurrency. Doug shook his head. Sorry, I think I'm still a bit out of it. Bear shot Doug an almost impatient look. Terminal. Get it checked properly, he repeated. Yeah, yeah, it'll have to be next week, Doug answered. But yeah, I was at the retreat. It's like a military base up there. They put up this big metal wall, lots of prefab buildings. Turns out they built a massive server farm. I mean, massive. Thousands and thousands of servers. Big extractor fans, the whole deal. Bear nodded. Sounds impressive. That's just the start of it, man, Doug continued. So when I was checking out all these servers, I found thousands of these machines that I didn't recognize at all, right? But no big surprise. I barely know my ass from my elbows with all that stuff. I told them that. They still want me to check. Anyway, when I Google these other units, they're not servers at all. They're actually cryptocurrency miners. No shit, Bear laughed. New age Bitcoin billionaires at Costo. And get this, Doug continued. You remember me telling you about that tube thing I found on the beach yesterday? How it went missing after I gave rides to Marcus and Shining Wind from the retreat? Yeah, Bear replied. So... The crypto miners are all connected to these interfaces that have the very same tube things hooked up to them, like they're getting charged up or something. Fucking wild, 
Bear exclaimed. But here's the wildest thing of all, Duck continued. My missing tube thing? Yeah? Bear was excited now. The car sped up. Doug patted the cylinder in his pocket. I found another one. Doug pulled the tiny glass cylinder out and held it up to eye level. It was in my jacket when I was at school today. So it wasn't stolen. You actually had it the whole time, but didn't know. Bear glanced at Doug again. He couldn't hide his concern. No, not at all. I don't know why, but somehow, for some reason, the first one was taken. And then someone, somehow, gave me another one, but a completely different one. It's got writing on it as well, but it's in English now. Even in the darkness of the car interior, there was a faint glow emanating from the little cylinder rolling around on Doug's palm. He peered up close at the tiny object and read aloud. Hungry. Refuse. Actor. Witness. Dolphin. The cylinder pulsated with a dim light at each word. Those are the same words we found at July's place, right? Bear asked. Doug nodded. I don't know deadly about this stuff, but I think they're making shit tons of money up there. Swimming in it. Marcus sent me a thousand bucks worth of it. On the app that downloaded onto my phone when I found the tube thing. Bear nodded excitedly toward his phone mounted on a dashboard holder. Keeping one hand on the wheel, he tapped it open. I didn't understand what it actually was until now. Does it look familiar? Shit, that's it, Doug replied. On Bear's phone screen was the familiar Lightning Bolt S logo. Where do you get it? It's on all the app stores. Everyone on Stern is getting ads for it. I downloaded it just because I was curious. And... It's promoted by guess who? Golden years? Bingo. Shit. Doug sat staring at the little cylinder glowing in his palm. Bear shook his head, his wide open eyes on the road. The two drove on in silence. Doug's mind drifted, dumbfounded by the mass of seemingly interconnected objects and events that had washed up into his life over the last couple days. The rain pattered against the windshield, and deep inside the little cylinder, tiny star-like specks twinkled as Doug's thoughts folded in on themselves. Bear laughed and said something that Doug missed. What? Doug asked, groggily. He noticed that the car had stopped, and Bear had pulled over onto the shoulder of the road. Seed phrase, repeated Bear. It has to be. Seed phrase? Doug tried to get his mind back up to speed. How many words are on that tube thing? Bear asked. Doug peered back at the cylinder, turning it around slowly as he counted each word under his breath. Twenty-four, he said, finally. When we looked at the translation from July's friend, I sort of had this familiar feeling, Bear explained. Not of the actual words themselves, but like the randomness altogether if that makes sense. I guess, replied Doug. I'm so stupid I can't believe I missed it, Bear went on. It's a seed phrase. They're basically the master key to a private wallet for crypto. They're used to store cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin. But it's pretty hard to remember a 24-word phrase, so people put them in cold storage. 
Doug looked lost. So you're really into this crypto stuff? Not really. Well, kinda. I mean, it's a professional thing. Being an accountant, you need to keep up with financial things, technology and stuff. It's a responsibility to understand it for your clients. Don't tell anyone I'm into this shit. People could get the wrong idea. Doug nodded. People into crypto are security-minded. That's the whole point. You own your money, no one else. Not the banks, not the government, no one but you. It means that if the government decides to go and print trillions of dollars and cause massive inflation and devalue everything, then it doesn't touch you. Of course, you still need to pay your taxes. Bear was getting worked up, almost going into a small rant. He caught himself. You need to be able to store the crypto and protect it from being hacked. And the best way is to keep it offline. That's what cold storage is. Doug, still holding the cylinder in his hand, gave Bear a confused look. I'm saying this might be where the New Age billionaires hide their crypto. Bear frowned, then tried again. Maybe this tube thing is some kind of super advanced optical hard drive or whatever. I don't know, but I'm guessing it would be hard to hack into. Maybe impossible. Well, it wasn't hard for me to get my hands on it, replied Doug. I mean, it got given to me twice. And if it is what you're saying it is, then they've just written the passwords down for me. Bear laughed. Yeah, so maybe someone wants you rich. I don't know. Now that's a nice thought. Doug laughed as Bear pulled his car back onto the road and accelerated. But as Doug continued to think about it, it wasn't a nice thought at all. Not really. He drifted back to the beach. The morning he had found the cylinder its disappearance and then reappearance. Then today, that vision of some demented child spirit in the woods. Break-ins, attacks, abductions, arson, the world slowly but surely going off kilter and then folding in on itself. A kaleidoscopic turning of all things into a prismatic, nonsensical mess. He might as well be asleep and dreaming. Doug looked up from the glowing cylinder, out through the rain-spattered windshield. Flying through the dark evening, yet somehow hovering in the air so still as to be frozen, were two yellow eyes, their black pupils frantically darting this way and that. Doug blinked. The child spirit was approaching. Rock is written and read by me, Nate Bitsinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Please like and or review wherever you find this story and share with any friends who you think might like it. Thanks for listening.